Hey, and welcome to the Healthier You podcast. This is the number one place to be if you are a female leader looking to massively up-level your health. My name is Sarah Elizabeth and I'm your host. I'm a women's health coach with a mission to guide you into becoming the CEO of your health and your life. So each week we'll delve into topics to help you optimize your health, whether that be hormones, gut health, mindset, nutrition, personal growth, and so much more. I am so, so excited that you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Healthier You. You might be wondering, why on earth have you released another podcast episode? It is not Thursday, what is going on? Well, I wanted to share with you a little bit of a kind of life update journal entry series specifically on my wedding and honeymoon. I've had so many just gorgeous messages from you guys to say congratulations and to ask questions about how it went and all of the things. And so I figured rather than kind of sharing it on stories and losing it in 24 hours, I would just record a little bonus episode that's more like a bit of a catch up. Another thing that I was thinking as well is obviously we've been back for nearly a week now and when Ash went back into work on the Monday because we got back on Sunday afternoon quite late um, and then Ash went into work on the Monday and obviously all of his co-workers were like asking him like how did it go show us the pictures like all of that stuff and I was like Do you know what I am going to record a podcast episode which is my version of like catching everybody up at work <laughs> with how it all went what we got up to highlights and a few of you have asked some really great questions as well on kind of bits and bobs from wedding honeymoon but also post wedding and what am I focusing on now so I just figured do you know what I'm going to do a little bonus episode it'll be a nice little chit chat catch up and if I put it in that's not in the kind of like normal podcast schedule then if you're not interested in it then it's fine Um, but it's a little bit of a catch up for if you are and of course if you love these episodes please do drop me a message and let me know because I'm more than happy every sort of month or so to maybe do a bit of a bonus kind of life update I think they're always really fun and quite cathartic for me to record as well because I very much am a verbal processor. I like to talk, I like to chit chat, I like to natter, we know these things and (laughs) so for me they're just quite nice to listen to and it will be nice to kind of come back to this episode in a few years or so and be like let me just listen to myself talk about the wedding. (laughs) So selfishly I'm also recording this for myself. Um, So We got back from our wedding on Sunday the 8th of October, I want to say. So the actual day of our wedding was the 29th of September and we got married in Lake Bled in Slovenia and oh my goodness, what a location. So Ash and I traveled to Slovenia maybe like five or six years ago now. We were quite a new couple at the time and we look back at the pictures now and we're like, oh my gosh, we look so young. But we just fell in love with Slovenia. It's very kind of Switzerland-esque. There's a lot of mountains and outdoor space. It's very kind of Switzerland-y but also with a little bit of an Eastern European vibe. And oh, it's just like the most beautiful, incredible place. I love the mountains. I love being outside. We love hiking. Obviously, we live in the Peak District, so we're very kind of used to um, outdoors, peaks, great views, just like an outdoorsy kind of lifestyle. And Slovenia just fit the bill for all of the above. And if you actually Google pictures of Lake Bled, it is just such a spectacular scene it's so beautiful and we actually got married 
in the castle overlooking Lake Bled, which I still can't even believe that it happened. It was just so magical. Like literally the whole day I was like, pinch me, this is not real, surely. And, you know, we were just really, really blessed with the weather because the weather was absolutely incredible. I think it was always going to be a little bit of a risk having your wedding on the end of September and the week before we'd actually gone. The weather was looking pretty bad, to be honest. And our wedding planner was talking about the fact that other weddings had to be kind of taken inside, whereas they're usually outside overlooking the view. And so we were kind of gearing up towards that maybe happening, but it just turned out that the minute that we landed in Slovenia, it was almost like being in a Mediterranean country. It was so hot. The sky was blue. It was just absolutely beautiful. It was so, so beautiful. It was so magic. And we ended up having our entire wedding, even the meal, and everything outside as well so one of the questions that I got actually is did I have like a dance party kind of thing afterwards and I didn't we didn't have anything like that essentially we had the ceremony which was on the patio of the castle overlooking the lake and then we had a four course meal (laughs) outside as well which that was going to be inside initially in like the castle restaurant but we ended up the weather was just so beautiful that we had that outside and then we just kind of sat and chilled there and watched the sunset and then we went home well to our airbnbs and just got dressed into something a little bit more casual and then we went out to some bars and so that's basically how our wedding day ran and we deliberately wanted it to be quite a low-key wedding i didn't invite loads of people we literally including ash and i only had 14 people and i have got a lot of sisters and one brother so the majority of that was like just our initial like families our immediate families and then we had my gorgeous best friend from uni um Nicole and her partner who I have known for years and years as well um they came and um Ashley's best friend from university and his partner who we have just become so close with as well they came as well so we literally had just like immediate family and our two best friends um there as well and it was just absolutely incredible and I think when you're planning a wedding it's really difficult to decide because there are pros and cons to doing it every single way that you could possibly imagine there's never going to be a perfect way to have a wedding and so we really sat down and decided like actually we want a small intimate wedding with only a handful of people there that we get to spend really intimate time with especially because a lot of these um, a lot of the people that did go ended up spending a a long period of time in Slovenia or maybe they traveled to and from different countries as well and really made a holiday of it so I didn't want a day where I felt like I was struggling to connect with everything I wanted to spend a good amount of time with everybody who was there and we managed to do that really really well so that was amazing it was interesting as well it was quite nerve-wracking actually because Ashley's family has never met my family because they kind of live far away from each other it's just never happened right we don't forget like three years of our relationship has kind of been um 
in lockdown-esque vibes as well where people were you know not really leaving the house and things like that so we just hadn't really had an opportunity to get his family and my family together and so I was a little bit nervous about how that was gonna go but they got on so well it was so just lovely to see and yeah it was just so nice kind of like looking over the room and just seeing all of our kind of like favorite people really connecting and getting along with each other and having a really good time and the fact that I was able to kind of leave Slovenia knowing that I had spent some really good quality time with every single person. So I am really glad that we did it in the way that we did it. So one of the questions that I got asked was, did you end up having a drink in the end? So you'll have known from my last life update that my relationship with alcohol has massively changed over the last few years. And actually I think it's nearly been a full year that I haven't had a drink now. And it's not because I made a rule that I'm not allowed to drink or that I can't drink. It's just because I started to notice over time that every time I had alcohol, I just felt really crap and I didn't feel myself. I felt anxious the next day. And this is not like if I had lots to drink, I felt anxious the next day. I think that's quite a given. But even if I had one glass of wine, the next day I would feel anxious and I would not be as productive and it just wasn't worth it to me. And so, and I really encourage you to have a think about this as well. If you are the kind of person who has one glass of wine in the evening, thinking that it's not really doing anything to your overall, like it's one glass of wine, it's nothing. Like I used to be that girl who would finish work and have a glass of wine while I was cooking and really enjoy it. And then when I started to put the dots together that when I didn't do that, I felt so much better. It made me realize how even one glass of wine just completely affected me. And so I have never had a rule like don't drink alcohol, but my relationship with it has become a lot more intentional. And because of that, I just haven't had it. And so the same kind of happened with the wedding where I didn't give myself this rule that I'm not going to do it, but, and if I really wanted to, then I could, but I ended up not drinking in the end. So there was one moment in the wedding. So essentially it's kind of like Slovenian tradition where once you've gotten married, you get this sword and obviously we were in the castle. So there was this whole like, you know, the, the lady of the castle and the Lord of the castle, they came over and gave us a big bottle of champagne and a sword and they like made ash basically like chop the, um, the kind of bottle neck of the champagne so that it opened over the side of the castle overlooking the lake while we did pictures and it was just kind of like that cheers moment and then the bride and groom kind of got a glass of the champagne and I literally had two sips of that put it down and just didn't pick it up again and it's not because I was restricting but I was just like mm, okay cool that was nice to celebrate it but then I just didn't really want any more and so I didn't, I didn't end up drinking. And I think this is something that I wanted to talk about as well is that this was a tool that I really used when I was quitting my binge eating habits and overeating habits is that I never went through this phase where I was like, you are not allowed to do this and being really strict with myself. I don't feel like that always works, especially if you are like me and you have a rebellious personality, which as soon as I'm told that I can't do something, I want to do it a hundred times more. Like I, <laughs> I am that kind of person. And so for me, one of the tools that really worked and obviously has worked with my kind of uh, being more intentional with alcohol as well. I do it when I feel like I'm going to lose my temper. I, I use this tool, which is essentially nothing is off the table. Nothing is off limits, but think about it first, right? And so for example, if I was just about to binge, I would say, do you know what? You want to binge? Cool. 
let's binge, let's do it, let's overeat. And then what I would do is within the time that I, so I'm like, okay, cool, I'm gonna binge, but I'm gonna give myself a little bit of time where I have to think about it first. And so I'm gonna think about why is it that I wanna binge? What do I wanna binge on specifically? And I would get really, really intentional about the binge. And you will know if you've struggled with your relationship with food, that when you are binging, you do not think about you're not intentional. You feel like something has taken over your body and you are not in control of your actions. You don't feel like you are making the decisions when you're binging. And so even just putting in that little bit of time before the binge to be like, why is it that I want to binge? What's going on for me right now? What's happened in my day that's maybe impacted the way that I'm feeling right now, which is causing me to want to binge? What do I want to binge on? Why? And as soon as I gave myself the time to really think about why do I I want to do this and what's actually going on and what's happening in my headspace right now all of a sudden I just didn't want to binge anymore because I was like huh it's probably because I've had a bad day I've not really eaten enough so maybe actually what I do need is a really high protein nutrient dense meal right now and not to binge on packet foods and actually I'm probably just feeling pretty crappy because my day's not been great or I need to sit and process this emotion or whatever else and I do this still to this day with say for example if I'm getting cross about something or if me and Ashley are having an argument I really do try to adopt this mindset of okay cool like you feeling how you're feeling like let's just have a second to think about why what's the root cause what's actually going on here is it miscommunication what is actually happening and then kind of think from that place rather than thinking on autopilot and this doesn't always you know I don't always do this right I'm not this like really mindful intentional person all the time obviously I'm a human and I get it wrong sometimes but I've really found this tool to be really really helpful it's like yes you can do the thing kick off eat the ice cream, do whatever it is that you want to do, but can I think about it first and just make sure that it's what I want to do? So this is kind of the tool that I used unintentionally because I think it becomes a habit over time to think about something really intentionally first before I did it. And so I use that with alcohol. There were some times where I was like, oh, do you know what? I really fancy a glass of wine tonight. And there was no shame. There was no guilt. There was no anything about it. There was full unconditional permission. But then as soon as I sat down at the restaurant and really thought about what do I want? Why do I want it? How am I going to feel tomorrow? Am I going to be okay with that? Um, And sometimes you have to weigh up the pros and cons, right? Sometimes the joy of today is worth sacrificing, you know, feeling a little bit tired tomorrow or whatever else. But it just never paid off for me because the types of trips that Ash and I take now, especially our wedding and honeymoon, was all outdoors. The weather was spectacular. We were, um, you know, hiking so much. We were going to so many different cool places. We were waking up really, really early in the morning so that we could get a head start before all of the tourists. And it just didn't make sense to me to kind of trade that for the other. And so I didn't end up, other than those two sips of champagne, I didn't end up having a drink in the end. And I very much use that tool of like, you can have it, but why do you want it? And how is it going to make you feel? And can this be like intentional drinking? And so I hope that that's been kind of helpful to kind of go through my process in terms of how I think about alcohol and what really supported me into healing my relationship with foods. Um, so that's the drinking piece. Another one of the questions that I got was, um, what was my favorite moment of the day? And I love this question because there were just so many amazing moments. So when we first booked the castle to get married in, the castle is massive, right? So I was very naive in thinking the entire castle is going to be shut down for the day and it's just going to be us 
our party there and that's it. And the truth of the matter was that they kind of separated off the patio in a large proportion of the castle. But of course, people were still visiting the castle. There were loads of tourists there still visiting the castle whilst we were getting married there, right? It's a Friday afternoon at half past two. Like they're not gonna shut down this entire tourist attraction just for me. Um, and in my head, I don't know how I expected that to go, but there were still tourists in the castle. Now we got a massive section cut off just for us, but it was quite, because obviously I had this whole process during the morning where I got my hair done, I got my makeup done and I put on my dress and I got myself to the castle. And when I got there, I was like, oh, there's like loads of tourists here. Like, what am I, like, this is really weird. I'm like going to get married and I'm walking past tourists. And so I was kind of like caught off guard as I was walking up the castle. And, you know, you can imagine if you've ever been away and gone to visit the castle that is there, um, you know, there's this long kind of walkway all the way up and the actual patio that we're on is is quite a far way so I had to walk all of that way because there's no one driving you up that way right unless I you know hired a horse and cart or something which was not presented to me as an option I honestly didn't even think about that until the actual day and so I'm walking up and there's tourists everywhere right And I was kind of caught off guard because I was just a bit like, oh wow, okay, like I'm getting married, there's people here, like, and um, my brother who gave me away, my little brother who is literally, oh, I just love him so much. Me and my little brother's relationship is so good. I um, I adore him, I adore him so much. And so for him to be able to give me away was just such an honor. I loved it, it was su- such a special, even just walking to the actual area of the venue with him was just such a special moment. And um, so he kind of w- walked me through. And as I was walking down the aisle, I was really just saying to myself, just be in the present moment. But as soon as I was with Anthony, my brother, and then he kind of like took me over to Ash, I just completely cut off from any of those thoughts. And I just was so in the zone with Ash. And we didn't, I didn't even notice or um, feel that there was anybody else there, even my own kind of people <laughs> that were there. I was just locked in and me and Ash just like, and there was a lot of talking happening in terms of like, because the ceremony was in Slovenian and then they had to translate it into English. So there was a lot of talk happening during the ceremony and I didn't hear any of it. (laughs) I didn't hear any of it. I was literally just in this little energy bubble with Ash and it just felt so lovely. And initially I was a bit like, oh my gosh, is this going to feel really weird? But as soon as I got to our designated space and I saw Ash and we kind of like got through that, like just the energy between us in that moment where we were both like, wow, you look amazing. And we were just kind of like, yeah, we both cried as well. And yeah, it was just like a really lovely, it was a really, really lovely moment. And one of my non-negotiables for the wedding was that we both wrote our own vows. And that moment was absolutely gorgeous as well, because Ash is the kind of guy, (laughs) he won't mind me telling you this, but he's the kind of guy that when he gives you a birthday card, it's literally like, to Sarah, lots of love, Ash. And so I was really looking forward to hearing his vows because he's not um, usually the type, like I am very emotive. I will talk about how I feel. I will probably be over dramatic about how I feel. And I'm very like a talky person. Ash very much isn't. He's like a lot of thought, a lot of action, but doesn't necessarily say a lot. And so when I heard his vows, I just literally like the pictures of me in that moment are like me just in fits of tears. <laughs> Cause I was just like, so in awe of what he'd written. And it was very, very thoughtful. And that moment for me was the best. And then I loved reading him my vows because I was very 
you know, I meant every word and it was just so, it was just such a gorgeous moment. Like if I could just walk down the aisle over and over again and do the vows again for the rest of my life, I definitely would. I really, really enjoyed it. And I didn't think that I was going to be a wedding person um, and like be really obsessed with my wedding and want to relive it over and over and over again. But I genuinely like, now I'm like, oh yeah, I get why people want to talk about weddings all the time after they've had their own wedding, because it's just, it's just such a great moment. And then it was obviously so nice to have everybody there, which, um, you know, was just kind of added to the magic of it all, that it was such a small group. So yeah, so that was my favorite part for sure. So I would love to go back and do it all over again for sure. But the honeymoon was equally as magic. So we had time in Slovenia. It was so cool because obviously everyone had gone there for a bit of a holiday themselves. So we didn't just have the wedding day. We also had a few days before when all the girls went out for a massive hike and we went out for lunch and it was almost like a little bit of a Hindu because I, I didn't have a conventional Hindu. I honestly couldn't think of anything worse and I was trying to like convince myself maybe you could do it in your own way but it just so happened that all the boys wanted to go out for a drink and we were just like do you know what we'll go out and do a big hike and then we'll go out for lunch and it was just so amazing for all of the girls to have time together not all of them had like got to know each other so everybody knew each other really really well by the time the wedding day actually came because we'd spent a lot of time with each other and it was so nice for Ashley's mom to get to know my best friend and it was just like it was so lovely to see everyone hanging out together. And for those of you who have got like really close families and all of your friends are really close, it must have, you know, it that it must feel like that all the time. But for me, obviously none of my kind of people have ever met. And it, especially because I've moved around so much, everybody lives so far away from each other. And I've got friends in London, but also friends in Nottingham, but also friends in Poland. So it's like, I've just never really had this kind of feeling of like everyone meeting together. And it was just so lovely. And so it was like, the wedding day wasn't just the wedding day. It was the wedding trip. Like <laughs> the whole thing was like a celebration of the wedding. And it was just, it was absolutely incredible. So then we went to Austria and one of the biggest pieces of advice, because I've had so many people message and be like, oh my gosh, like, where is this place? And can you give us your like itinerary? Because it just looks like such an incredible trip and it absolutely is. And I definitely recommend if you're going to do something like this and you're going to go to Slovenia and maybe go to Austria and Austria, again, absolutely incredible. Just so my kind of place, lots of open outdoor space, lots of green, lots of mountains, lots of lakes. Everybody's really outdoorsy. There's loads of outdoor activities. Like it is just incredible. So beautiful. I would definitely recommend getting a car if you can hire a car and drive from one country to the next and some of the, our friends and family um ash's family went from italy to slovenia so they had a holiday in italy first and then went to slovenia um a couple of our other friends went to different locations and different countries as well and kind of mixed and matched it up a bit which you absolutely can do so we did that we hired a car from slovenia and we drove to austria and we went to a few different places so the first place we went to was Hallstatt, which was absolutely incredible. It was, it's basically a village that is like on the side of a lake. It's very unique. It looks really unique. If you Google pictures of it, it's very tourist heavy as well. There were a lot of tourists there, which is why Ash and I kind of got into this routine of waking up really early. Like we were getting up at six o'clock in the morning and going for a walk, going to the local bakery, seeing all of the things that were in the town at really, really early and then bringing back a coffee and then what we were doing is um, having some time uh, at the Airbnb or at the hotel, depending on where we were staying, because we stayed in a few different places. And then we spent the afternoon going into the hills and doing some hiking or going to lakes and doing some hiking, because then we missed that like kind of tourist traffic of like people waltzing up and down the shops and things like that. 
Um, so that was a really good way of doing it because when we were walking around Halstatt, there was literally no one there. We really got to feel the magic of the place without the tourists. And then as all the tourists were kind of getting there, there were coaches kind of getting there every single day that was just absolutely packed. We were just not even there. We were kind of hiking elsewhere. And so the way that we worked it, which is, was another reason why I just didn't find it helpful to have a drink. So I was like, well, I'm not going to be able to wake up early and we have plans to do whatever. And so we were in bed a lot by like nine o'clock because we'd been up so early. And so, and it was really easy transition to get back into like waking up for work and stuff. I genuinely believe we've now gotten into this routine of like waking up early and just getting stuff done in the morning. So that was really, really cool. Then we traveled, we drove again to somewhere called Zalam Sea, which is like a ski kind of place but obviously it's not ski season so we ended up just doing a lot of hiking we went to the highest waterfall in Europe which I think was like Crimmel waterfall really really cool so worth going to see there's this massive hike all the way up and obviously it's all uphill and then like a glacial kind of river running above that it was just absolutely amazing and actually I will say that one of my favorite things about Austria is there is just clean glacial water available everywhere so just all of a sudden randomly you'll be on a hike and there'll be this like big barrel and like this wooden tap of glacial water coming out and it's like the cleanest water that you can get your hands on as a human so we were just like filling up these uh, bottles of water and like just stocking up on all of the just clean glacial water while we were we were away it was just absolutely amazing our step count was like through the roof we were averaging on like 25,000 steps a day by the time we'd finished which was just absolutely amazing and I think this is another thing right is that a lot of people when they go on holiday and this was something that me and Ash used to do our holidays really used to revolve around like going out for drinks or having a beer whereas I feel like as we've kind of um as we've gotten older we value so much more having time outside and having time doing things hiking and everything else and so it's another thing to really have a think about is like what is your focus when you're away because a lot of people really struggle to continue working on their health while they're away whereas I genuinely feel like when we go away and it's taken us time to have that kind of mindset shift and obviously everybody is different so what they need and what they require from a holiday is completely different this is by no way of judging but I do get a lot of questions about like how do you stay on top of your health while you're away and that kind of thing I've got a really good podcast episode on that by the way so if you are going on holiday and you want to really focus on your health while you're away or really think about how to keep on top of your health while you're away it's a really good one to listen to but our holidays really do revolve now around movement and not from the perspective of like oh we need to make this holiday revolve around movement but we find the best hikes and we want to go there we um go to places where there's a lot of kind of like an outside kind of culture and we do that and yes we still have amazing food and go out for amazing meals but the highlight of what we're doing is what we're doing rather than like food and drink um and I very much remember that pre and especially pre-ash whenever I would travel it's like right you know when I lived in Thailand it would be like the full moon party and let's go out for drinks and where are the best clubs and that kind of thing and that would be our sole focus whereas now it's very much more like 
how can we go and explore what cool things are there to do around here and where are the hikes where's everybody hanging out and that's kind of what we revolve our trips around now and so it becomes really easy to take care of your health I always think it's a lot easier actually to take care of your health when you're on holiday because you're naturally getting in a lot of steps you're naturally moving your body a lot more versus when I'm at home and I'm just like sat at a desk for the majority of the day so that um was kind of what our um honeymoon was really focused on is like having a really good time together and getting outside and being really active and so we went to Zalamsi there was loads of lakes and things like that there um and we did a lot of hikes we did the waterfall and we also did this road trip that was basically um it's called the Grossglockner road and the Grossglockner is like one of the highest peaks one of the highest mountains in Austria or maybe even Europe I don't know (laughs) I can't remember now Um, but the road is like this long windy road around all of these different mountains and so you're kind of like traveling you're you're driving around um, and all the way around you there's this like panoramic view of just amazing mountains gorgeous scenery and we made a day of it so we packed some lunch and you can like stop on the side and go out for a walk and take some pictures and just like really explore it but because you're not on foot and you're in your car you can just see a lot more and so that was absolutely incredible I definitely recommend going and doing that if you're going to go and visit Austria and then we went to Salzburg for the last few days of our honeymoon which is the kind of city a smaller um city in Austria it was absolutely incredible it's where the sound of music was um filmed and where it kind of originates from and Salzburg is the souls in Salzburg is is the uh, about the salt so salt was one of the main kind of resources that was um kind of utilized there and so it's got a very big history of like salt mines and things like that so it was really really cool to have like a little bit of a city kind of break kind of in there as well and so we did quite a lot and then we drove back to uh we drove back to Munich so that we could uh fly back to Manchester so we did quite a little trek definitely recommend the itinerary though so starting in Lake Bled in Slovenia driving up to Hallstatt then going to Zalamsee and then finishing in Salzburg you could elongate that even more and go to Munich and and whatever else and spend some time there but definitely recommend that itinerary so for those of you who asked that that's kind of the way that we did it and the kind of how we kind of split our days and we had a few uh, days in each place and we mixed it up between having Airbnbs the reason that I really like Airbnbs is that you can cook your own food especially breakfast although with Austria the food there is pretty nutritious nutrient dense anyway I was eating goulash basically every day and then as soon as I came home I was like get the slow cooker out make my own goulash because I was so used to having it every single day so the food is pretty nutrient dense anyway and quite protein rich so I wasn't really worried about kind of eating out as much as I was and I like to be intentional with food I like to feel good while I'm away so usually I'm a bit like oh you know if there isn't any really good options then I like to um, cook in the Airbnb, but actually Austria was like full of really nutrient dense food. So that was great. And um, the hotels that we stayed in were usually kind of like ski resort hotels. So there was one that had a sauna in the room, which was absolutely amazing. So I definitely utilized that every day whilst we were there. It was so much fun. And we just had the most amazing time. And it was so good to spend some really great time with Ash as well, because obviously whilst we were in Slovenia and everybody was there, we were hanging out as a group a lot and doing a lot of group activities the boys hung out quite a lot the girls hung hung out quite a lot so it was really nice to have that little bit of time after the wedding to just spend time with Ashley and we are both the kinds of people so that I feel like there are two different types of people 
there are the types of people who can rest by not doing anything and there are the types of people who rest by doing things that aren't like um that aren't like work right so ash and i are both the types of people that our kind of rest is going for a walk or our kind of rest is going and doing something that doesn't necessarily take up loads of brain power but feels nourishing right and so we're both that kind of people which I think really really helps because if we have a day off where we're not doing anything we're just lounging around on the sofa watching tv or whatever else we actually feel worse than if we were to say if we have a day off get up take the dog for a big long walk go out for breakfast um have a coffee hang out with each other like not do anything strenuous or anything that feels like a stress but something that feels really nourishing is more of a rest for us so I think we're very lucky in that way that we're the same Whereas I think a lot of people do need that time to just kind of like sit and do nothing. And if you are that kind of person, then that's obviously really, really important to do that. Um, But we just kind of don't function in that way. And so it was really nice to have that time to do that with Ashley. Ashley is working very long hours all the time. So he leaves very early in the morning. I think he leaves at like 20 to seven or something like that first thing in the morning. And he's not usually back till about quarter past six-ish in the evening. So I don't see a lot of Ash in the week at all. And it's so nice because we're both morning people and because we both really value doing things. I sometimes feel like the only chance that we really have to spend quality time together is on the weekends when neither of us are doing something separate. And so it was just so nice to have like a full week after the wedding to really just let it all sink in to spend some really good intimate time together, to chat, to hang out, to really like soak up everything that had happened and happened and process it with each other. So that was really, really amazing. So I got a few questions about, first of all, like what is my focus now that I'm back and how am I feeling now that I'm back? So they were a few questions that I got quite a lot. And it's really funny that you should ask because before I went away, I got a message from one of my friends and she said, by the way, it's really, really normal when you come back from your wedding that you get like the wedding blues and you feel quite low and you just feel like, you know, you were leading up to this big thing and now you're having a bit of a come down. And I was like, don't be ridiculous. That's not going to be me. I'm going to be so excited to get back to my clients, to my work and to get back to my routine of getting up and going to the gym. Because sometimes I feel like because I've got such a great routine now where I like get up, go to the gym, walk the dog, have my clients, do my thing. Like I feel safe in the routine that I have. And so sometimes when I'm away by the end of the trip, I'm like, I am buzzing to get back, like get me back to my routine. And I was like, no, that's not going to be me. I'm going to be absolutely grand. I'm going to be fine. (laughs) And then as soon as I landed, obviously it doesn't help that the weather over the last week in the UK has been pretty dire, to be honest. So I got a bit of a shock to the system and was like, wow, actually the wedding blues is a thing. And I think the biggest thing that has kind of hit me is the fact that I work on my own. And this is something that comes back. I'm just going to be completely transparent and kind of like share some of the things that I'm moving through at the moment. And the kind of main thing is that I am such a people person. I love being around people. I love being around energy. So I just have this real oxymoron issue where I love being in the country. I love being out in nature, but I also love being around people. And so when we got back, it kind of all of a sudden hit me that like, oh, I am, because obviously the majority of my work is online. So 
I'm sitting at home and all of my work is laptop facing and I sit by myself the majority of the day and I think that really hit me that like I am no longer going to have just like Ash to hang out with or people to be around or energy to be around and so one of the things that I am working through at the moment and one of the things that I am feeling at the moment is how am I going to change up my environment a little bit I love my work so much I love my clients so much I love where I live so much but this one thing that I always come back to is like how do I create a little bit more connection in my life? And I have a lot of incredible friends. So it's not really about not having friends. It's more so about like being around energy on a day-to-day basis and collaborating with people and being in teams with people. And I think that's one of the things that I really miss about being in a job is, and I love my business, I'm not gonna give it up for the world. This is definitely not being me being like, oh, maybe I'll go back into a job because I just don't think I'm capable of a job at this point. But what I do miss is collaborating with people and being around other personalities and bouncing off other people. And I genuinely love hanging out with other people. So one of the things that I really need to have a think about is like, how am I gonna incorporate this? Because when I experience that I'm, you know, feeling something or experiencing a problem, my I don't like to dwell too much on the problem I like to kind of really focus okay I've identified a problem what is the solution here and I've got to think of what that solution might look like where I still get to do the work that I love where I still get to manage my own schedule where I still get to really make the impact that I'm making but also maybe have the integration of like other people and a team of some sorts and what would that look like so that is something that I'm navigating at the moment it's definitely given me this lesson of like you know sitting on at home on my own is probably not something that I want to do for the rest of my life and so how am I going to navigate that so that's something that I really do need to kind of sit and have a think about how I'm going to how I'm going to do that and I know that a lot of other business owners listen to this podcast so if you are a business owner and you're in the same boat and you're like I'm the same I love what I do but I just like how do I just sit in my house for the rest of my life on my own (laughs) I don't know then yeah drop me a message on Instagram let's chat about it because it's something that I'm really intrigued to kind of like explore a little bit more And so that's what I'm currently navigating. It's really interesting actually, because I messaged my best friend this morning. I was telling her like, I did not expect in a million years to have the wedding blues, but I am. (laughs) And she was like, do you know what? We're so conditioned as humans to always want the next thing to the point where when we've had the thing, we don't really sit and integrate it because we are so busy focusing, okay, on what's next. And it really did, you know, that gave me a little bit of a kick up the butt. I was like, oh yeah, actually, I just really need to sit and enjoy and process and like have fun with where I'm at right now. Um, A lot of hard work has gone into me and Ash's relationship and me and Ash, we have just got the most incredible relationship. He has seen me go through so much growth and you know, if you'd have met me when he first met me, you'd be like, you are not who you are. (laughs) In terms of, I was a completely different person. I was still really navigating my disordered eating and relationship with food and very much in that kind of like coming out of diet culture era and hanging around with crowds that were not good for my mental health, were not good for my physical health. I was drinking a lot. I was just getting myself into a little bit of a pickle. I was in a career that I just did not want to be in. And so we have just gone through so much growth together. And I sometimes forget to look back and think oh my gosh you guys have come such a far way and then of course he's kind of watched me go through this personal growth journey where I've got to where I am today which always is forever continuing it always does and then obviously building a business going through that process of buying a house and settling down which you know 
I have moved so many times. I, li- I cannot even count the amount of homes that I've lived in. Even from a very young age, we were moving backwards and forwards from England to Poland, from the north of Poland to the south of Poland. Like we've moved around so much that sometimes I get into the headspace of wanting to constantly be on the go and constantly working towards like an adventure. I, I always want life to be adventurous. I always want it to be really fun. I always want it to be exciting. And I think sometimes I have to learn to sit back and A, enjoy how far I've come and how much work I've put into getting to where I am today. And I have to learn that sometimes life isn't going to be crazy exciting all of the time. You know, when you're younger and you're so used to being like, right, pack up your stuff. We're moving again. We're moving to a different country. We're moving here. You're getting plonked into a school where you don't speak the language. Like it gets so, like you get addicted to that drama and you get addicted to like constantly wanting to be on the move. You get bored when you are stagnant and still. And so one of the things that I've really, really, really had to learn is like, A, enjoy how far you've come and really be proud of yourself for the amount of work that you had to do to get here and be be okay with life being a little bit boring sometimes and boring doesn't mean bad and you know I had to learn this in relationships as well right where I would get into really toxic relationships toxic friendships drama fueled situationships and because I like adventure and again I'm an Aries as well so like that doesn't help (laughs) that I'm like constantly wanting to be on the go 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 fire energy passion like I love that Um, and that has kind of caused a lot of issues for me in the past. I have to learn to like be okay when things are good, but stable, like stable is something that I have had to learn to live with and really enjoy and see the positive side of. And, you know, Ash has watched me go through this whole journey and then the journey of building our business, my business, sorry, and um, obviously Sage and the house and just where we live right now it's just there's a lot of work that's gone into it and so like really sitting and just enjoying the season of life that I'm in which is newly married um in a place that I really enjoy running a business that I am absolutely obsessed with and that gets to be where I'm at right now so I am gonna leave it there I feel like this has been 40 minutes of just me emotionally processing the last few weeks or so and just how I'm feeling and I have loved kind of sharing this with you if you have gotten to here well done (laughs) I hope that you found it somewhat helpful entertaining like all of the things I love listening to podcasts as well but sometimes I just really like knowing the behind the scenes of my favorite podcasters like what are they up to what are they thinking what are they feeling what are they focusing on and so I hope that you found it relatively entertaining and if you have please do message me on Instagram and let me know because if you like these life updates and kind of like personal learnings and what I'm going through and that kind of content then I would love to post more of it I'm more than happy to share I'm pretty open book um and so if you've enjoyed this please do pop me a message let me know that you've listened and let me know what you're up to what you're feeling at the moment if you've resonated with any of this how you're doing and yeah I am looking forward to chatting to you in the next episode